Okay, so I think we're actually up to Shabbos itself, right? So we, we spent a lot of time, you know, talking about Shabbos and the different Hanas of Friday. So now, Bez Hashem, once the candles are lit, so now it's ready Shabbos. So the first thing you do after that is, you know, uh, the men and so on, they go to Shul, Kabbalah Shabbos, Churran al But before we get into the details of Kabbalah Shabbos, Befrat, and all the different parts of Kabbalah Shabbos, we have to talk about, for tonight, we'll talk about, maybe tonight, maybe next week also, we'll talk about the, the general tekufa of Tesefa Shabbos Bechlal. Right? Because we know that the time of uh, Kabbalah Shabbos, is, technically speaking, there's, as, we'll, as we'll speak about uh, now for a few minutes, is that there's a mitzvah of Tesefa Shabbos, to be Maisif Michal Al-Kaidish, right? To, uh, to take Shabbos in a little bit early on Friday, you know, before... Uh, before actual Shabbos of Tesefah and so on. And so that's when Kabbalah Shabbos happens. So we have to talk about this Indian of Tesefah Shabbos. What's the avoid of Tesefah Shabbos? We'll see, uh, it, very, very, very important in Yonim uh, come from this concept of Tesefah Shabbos. But before we, we, we get into the, the premise of it, let's learn just for a few minutes the halacha, what, in Lamdas, what's the concept of Tesefah Shabbos? What's that idea? So again, just a little bit of background. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah tells us it's machlekes between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yishmol, exactly how to darshan the different sukkim. But at the end of the day, the Gemara comes up with, with a drasha to learn that there's a mitzvah to be meisif michal al-Kaidash. Not just to wait for Shabbos to come officially at sunset, or say whatever it is, with the nightfall of Friday night, but to be meisif michal al-Kaidash, to add on a little bit before, to Sefer Shabbos. Where it quotes sukkim. Okay. The question is, what is the aside of to Sefer Shabbos? What's the, what's, the, what's the idea behind it? So it's like this, Rashi in Chumash, on the Pasuk where it says, hashvi, right? So it says that the Rabbanu Shalom created the world, right? And he rested on the seventh day. So Rashi brings down from Chazal like this, that means like this, Rashi said, Rashi said, A human being that doesn't know exactly, exactly the... The, 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 the fraction of a second when nighttime comes in, when it's officially Shabbos. So the human being has no choice but to be Maisif Michal Al-Kaidash. To make sure that they don't cross over that line of doing Malacha and actual Shabbos. So you have no choice but to add on a little bit before as a protective measure. But the Rabbani Shalom that knows exactly when Friday night comes, when exactly nightfall comes. So so the Rabbani Shalom could work, so to speak, mamish until the actual moment of Shabbos. And therefore, us looking at the Rabbani Shalom, it would look like the Rabbani Shalom was working on Shabbos. But really, it was exactly, exactly that moment. Now, this statement of Rabbi Shimon, the Rashi quotes, and again, it's going on the Pasuk, that Hashem rested on the seventh day, meaning that there, only the Rabbani Shalom could mamish get exactly to that, to that boundary. A human being has to be Maisif, Michal Al-Kaidish, because otherwise you might be Michal Shabbos. So this sounds like that the entire idea of Tesef Shabbos is what? Is as a safeguard, right? In other words, uh, really, the Indian is not to work on Shabbos itself, no, but we can't know exactly, exactly to the fraction of a second. So we make a little bit of a boundary to Sefer Shabbos. That's what it would seem. The problem is that in the Rishonim, it's clear now like that, that it's not, that the Indian of Tesefah Shabbos is not simply to make sure that you don't actually, you know, do Malach on Shabbos itself. 
even beyond that, even if you were to already make sure that you're not going to, even if you created some sort of boundary like that, there's still an Indian of Tesefa Shabbos. What do I mean? So the Rosh in Meseches Yuma, in Perches, um, in Semen Ches, he writes the following thing. Tesefa Zeb, this idea of being Meisif, Michal HaKadosh, to add on. Tzarech Shehei Kaidem Bein Says the Rosh, the mitzvah of being Meisif, Michal HaKadosh, of Tesefa Shabbos, it goes beyond just, you know, the time of Banish ben- Moshe is already Suffolk. We're not sure if it's day or if it's night, right? So says the, the Rush, you have to be Maisif even before that time. Why? He says, the Il Banish Moshe, Suffolk Yom Suffolk Laila, ain't Nikrat Tesefes. The Belay Rebbe de Krot, Sarach Lefesh Suffolk. Says the Rush, if you need a Pasuk in Rosh Hashanah, as I said before, it quotes Psukim to prove that there's a mitzvah of being Maisif Michal Al-Kaidish. Says the Rush, if the idea of Tesefa Shabbos is simply to make sure you're not Mechal Shabbos, you don't need a Pasuk to that. That's logic. That's, that, that's understandable. It's Suffolk Daraisa, you know. If I'm not sure exactly, exactly to the second when Shabbos is going to fall, then obviously I can't, you know, I can't work all the way to that second because I don't know. Maybe I'll be Mechal Shabbos. So it goes without saying that you have to create some sort of boundary like that as a buffer zone not to be Mechal Shabbos Mamish. So what do you need the extra Pasuk to tell me? No, you have to be Moisif Mechal Al-Kaidosh. Says the Rush, what the, the point of the Pusik is to say even beyond that. Even once, even beyond that, that, that bumpers, you know, that, that, that border to make sure you're not actually Michal Shabbos, even beyond that, you have to be Maisiv Michal Kaidish as a mitzvah. Not just as a protective guard for Chal Shabbos, but Pe'etzim. Pe'etzim is a kiyam, there's a mitzvah of being Maisiv Michal Kaidish. And the Rush goes on to say, to now how much time, therefore, do you need to add? It's not clear how long, it's not clear. But we do know it's not a second. It's not, it has to be some significant amount of time. Exactly how much there is no shear. So, uh, you know, 18 minutes, whatever it is, whatever you add on. But that's the idea. So says the Rosh, Tosef Shabbos is not just simply to make sure that you don't, Chas Shalom actually break Shabbos. That you don't need a Pasuk for. That's Seichel, that's Svara, that's Suffolk Darais Luchum. Why do you need a Pasuk? Is because the Pasuk is telling me beyond that, that there's a mitzvah kiyum, there's a, there's a positive mitzvah, there's a chiv, tataka, b'maisif, mechal kaidish. even if I know that I'm not going to be mechal shabbos if I don't, there's a mitzvah to be mechal shabbos early. And again, how much time? Not clear, but something significant. For Matzah Shabbos also. Yeah, yeah, it's the same idea. No, there's the same idea. Says the Rush, that idea also, it's not to make sure I'm not mechal shabbos. Beyond that, there's a mitzvah for sure. Tesefah Shabbos Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's the Russia's point. That's part of what his point is, that it's not just going to be because of, you know, you're not sure, so we have to be machbar uh, in ourselves. Beyond, you would have to do that anyway. But beyond that, Chumrah, there's a mitzvah be'etzam of being Moisif Michal al-Kaidash. So, so, okay, that's very good. So the Russia is very good. But the problem is, I, the Medrash, right? Rabbi Shimon said that the Rabbani Shleilam, the Rabbani Shleilam was not Maisif Michal Al-Kaidish. The Rabbani Shleilam worked all the way till Shabbos because the Rabbani Shleilam knows when Shabbos is. So the Chorinim ask, very nice, the Rabbani Shleilam knows, but the Rabbani Shleilam is supposed to keep mitzvahs, right? And if there's a mitzvah called Tesefah Shabbos, not because of a safeguard. If you say Tesefah Shabbos is mitzvah, a safeguard, okay. The Rabbani Shleilam doesn't need that. But if it says the Rosh that Tesefah Shabbos is a mitzvah by itself, not because of a protective measure, but him. So the Rabbani Shleilam puts on tefillin, the Rabbani Shleilam keeps Shabbos. So why doesn't he keep the Sefer Shabbos? All right, so the, there's, a, there's a term from Rav Sadiq in uh, Sefer Preet Sadiq, Parshish Bekudai. That's what he says. He says a very interesting thing. 
He says, just a couple of lines, he says, Inyan Tesefe Shabbos, and this is going to be the beginning of, of our discussion, Inyan Tesefe Shabbos, the idea of Tesefe Shabbos, who mitzad ha'adam. The Rabbani Shalom keeps mitzvahs. The Rabbani Shalom keeps Shabbos. He created Shabbos. But says Reb Tzaddik, the idea of Tesefe Shabbos, it's by its very definition something that has to be human. Only the human being is able to perform this mitzvah of Tesefe Shabbos, not the Rabbani Shalom. And he says, when there's a human being that's the Mekai of the Mitzvah Tosef Shabbos, Kol Sheyeh Shomer Shabbos, if there's Yidin that are Shomer Shabbos, that are being Maisif, U Maisif Michal HaKadosh, Oz Hashem Yisbarach Gamkin Shomer Tosef Shabbos, then the Rabbani Shalom will also follow us. But says Ratzadik, what's unique to Tosef Shabbos is that it's a Mitzvah that the Rabbani Shalom does not keep on his own. By its very definition, as we'll see in a moment, it has to be something the human being starts. And therefore, says Ratzadik, very good. The first Shabbos, there was no person being Shemr Shabbos, right? Adam Rishon already sinned, which means he didn't have the status of a Yid anymore, right? And so Mimela, he was not keeping Shabbos. So the Rabbanu Shalom, therefore, is going to keep mitzvahs, and he's going to put on tefillin, and he'll keep Shabbos. But Tosef is Shabbos, the Rabbanu Shalom won't do. Therefore, when Rav Shimon said that, that point, that the Rabbanu Shalom, you know, uh, uh, was able to, to, to work all the way mamish until the moment of Shabbos, I, what about Tosef Shabbos? The answer is, Tosef Shabbos is different. Ever since there was a Har Sinai, and now there's Yidin that are Shem Shabbos, the Rabbanu Shalom was also Machmer on Tosef Shabbos. But before that, when there's no human being being Maisef Michal HaKadosh, the Rabbanu Shalom can't either. So that's, that's, the, that's the Chiddush, that Shabbos itself is from the Rabbani Shalom. Tesefah Shabbos has to be from the human being. And only when we have Tesefah Shabbos, then the Rabbani Shalom follows suit. You said that Avram Avinu kept all the mitzvahs, including Shabbos. What do you mean, like the, the, the Avram didn't have a Neshama of a Yid? Avram Avinu was the first Yid. Avram Avinu was the first Yid. But by Adam before... Until Har Sinai. Huh? You mentioned until Har Sinai. Uh, yeah, okay, so maybe maybe loved Avka Har Sinai. We loved Avka Har Sinai, but it goes back to Avram. says... In yeah. gracious, that even Adam, Adam, when he did it on error, yeah. he then became a Yid. He says such a thing. I, that, no. But the point of the matter is that till then he was a Malach. <laughs> not even a human a being. And then, that Rashi says, right. but then he was Shremer Shabbos because the Briyad needed the heart. This is what the, the Archive says. says. Okay. The Briyad needed a goof and a Neshama. Be showing your Shabbos. That's like Kachay. It's interesting. And needed a goof and a thing to be showing your Shabbos. And that was the kind of the And without that, there ain't no Sunday. So it's interesting. So I don't know. Rosalik says. Uh, he's not Machmer. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not he's, 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 so you said that. The, 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 no. Because he's saying it's Hashem. Hashem does it with Bnei Yisrael doing. Right. So he says. He, 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 his, 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 his words are that you need someone to be showing Shabbos so down it, here. So Adam started, and the Arachayim in, in Bracious yeah. delineates every human being that was showing their Shabbos from Adam to Lavro. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know, because Ratzavik's point is that that first Shabbos, there was no... There was no Shmir Shabbos. There was no person being Maisif. So that's the idea. I don't know. That's the point. Okay, so... But, yeah? Yeah, no, we'll figure it out. By the way, just to explain a little bit, like, again, a, a little bit lumbus, but we'll move into the Pneumius. Like, why is this? Why, why is Tosef Shabbos not, uh, not uh, uh, something that the Rabbani Shalom can't do on his own, Kivyachal, so to speak? It's like, if you think about it, in lumbus, it can make a lot of sense. If the... 
what, what is Tesef? Tesef Shabbos, we know even in Halacha, it doesn't, it's not Shabbos Mamish, right? The person is Makabal Shabbos early and then does Malacha. They're Chayv Skila? No. Right? They did something wrong. They were Mavatal, the mitzvah of Tesef Shabbos. That's not Shabbos Mamish. If the Rabbanu Shlevan would have rested before, then that would have been Shabbos Mamish, right? And as if the Rabbanu Shlevan was doing it, if the Rabbanu Shlevan stopped working on Thursday afternoon, then guess what? Thursday afternoon going on is Shabbos already. So for there to even be this distinction between Shabbos and Tosefes Shabbos, the Rabbanu Shlevan can't be the one to do that. If the Rabbanu Shlevan rested early, it means that's the beginning of, of, of Shabbos Mamish. So if we're going to make this divide between Shabbos Mamish and then Tosefes Shabbos, that requires, by necessity, it means the Rabbanu Shlevan can't do Tosefes Shabbos. If the Rabbanu Shlevan, if he, if he stops working early, that's not early, that's called he stopped working. So that's where, in, in Lomdis, I think that's the point, that, that, that Tosefes Shabbos, by its very definition, needs to be something that the Rabbanu Shlevan does not first do, that the first Shabbos, when he's being Kaveya, when Shabbos is, the Rabbanu Shlevan couldn't have been Maisif Michal HaKadosh because then... Any, any addition is Shabbos itself. So that first Shabbos, to establish what Shabbos is, the Rebbe Hashem had to work until Shabbos Mamish. Beyond that, now that there's a real Shabbos, now the human being comes, following weeks, in Moisif Michal HaKadosh. And then the Rebbe Hashem could also be Mekayim that as well. But, but that's the, that's the, the Nakud over here, that there's Shabbos Mamish, and there's a mitzvah, positive Indian, not just a, a safeguard, there's a positive Indian of Tesefah Shabbos. And says Ratzadik, and the, the Chiddush of Tesefah Shabbos is that it's Davka, the human being. It's not something that the Rabbani Shalom, the Rabbani Shalom could not have initiated that, so to speak. It's, uh, it's Davka something that the human being, it's our contribution to Shabbos, in, if you will. So, so if you do Malachi before Tesefah uh, Shabbos, yeah. essentially, it's, it's a Nirvana, uh, even, even with Tesefah Shabbos. Then, then it, it could be Doraisa, I mean, the mitzvah of Tesefah Shabbos might be Midoraisa, according to Moshe Shainim, but, but it's not Skila, it's not, it's not Chil Shabbos. You're not, you're, not, you're not being Mechal Shabbos Mamish, you're being Mechal Tesefah Shabbos, which is uh, not Shabbos itself, right? Tesefah Shabbos is not Tesefah Shabbos. Whatever you hold, say, it says Tesefah Shabbos at the end would be afterwards? That would also be as well, yeah. yeah. And again, not, not Chiyav Skila, but being Mavatl this, uh, this mitzvah. Okay. Fine, now let's get into the Pneumius. What exactly is the Avayda Tosefa Shabbos? What is so amazingly, what is, what, what is this Indian that it's our contribution to Shabbos? It has to be from the human being. Let's be Mazman. Okay, that's point number one. Another thing to think about. When is Shabbos? What day of the week is Shabbos? Well, okay, it's the seventh day of the week, right? Saturday. But what's interesting is, is that in Chazal we find two different ways how to calculate the week. On the one hand, we know, the Pasuk says, Rabbanu Hashem worked six days and rested on the seventh. So Shabbos is the seventh day. Yet, the Gemara tells us in Adarim, and it's Nikkei to a few halachas, Havdalah also, is that Shabbos could also be seen as the middle of the week. Three, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the Gemara says, is called La'achar Shabbos. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is called before Shabbos of the next week. In other words, Shabbos is not seen as the end of the week, six days and then the seventh day of Shabbos, another way to think of the week is that Shabbos is in the middle. There are three days that precede Shabbos and three days that follow Shabbos. So, and that's true in Halacha. We find this, uh, again, in Hilchas Nadarim, when the Gemara talks about a person making a neder, that he's going to do this or he's not going to do this. Lefneha Shabbos or Laachar Shabbos doesn't mean Friday or, or, or Sunday. It's the first three days before, three days after, that's how you look at it like that. And Havdalah also, right, you can make Havdalah until after, until what? Until uh, three days after Shabbos. So, right, yeah, the same, so, so, so what's the shot with this? How do we understand that dynamic? 
That's number two. And number three, a final thing to think about is a Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara says in Kufi Testament Bay is the following thing. Shabbos. A person that's davening Erev Shabbos. In other words, a person's Makabal Shabbos early. He's Tesefa Shabbos. In Tesefa Shabbos. He's davening Friday night. He's being Moisef Michal Kaidish. He's davening Friday night, davening Erev Shabbos. And he's saying Vayichulu. So he's Makabal Shabbos, Tesefa Shabbos. So it says the Gemara, Shnei Malachi Asharis, Malavin Layla Adam. Then two Malachi Asharis uh, escort this person. Menichim Yedem al Raishai. They put his, their hands on his head. And they say to him, that your Averis will go away and your, and your Averis will become forgiven. Alright, that's a pretty big skula. What is this Indian over here that a person that's Makayim, this Indian, Tosef Shabbos, Tumalach Yasharis, put their hands on his head and say this Pasuk? Right, let's understand. Okay. You know, there's a, there's a well-known Gemara, the Gemara says in Shabbos, the, the famous Maisa with the Rishim Baruchon in the cave, right? Daf Lama Gimel. The Gemara says a Maisa, the Rishim right and his son, they're in the cave for 12 years, they come out, and they see the world as Menichen Chai Oilam, Vaiskan Bechai Isha, right? Then people are not focused on Avodis Hashem and Torah and so on. They're focused on uh, temporal things and Yoni Gashmi. And they become very tzahitz by that. They, the whole world is, is, is burning up from their gaze. And so Rabbanu Shalom says, oh, I didn't take you out of my, the cave to destroy my world, go back into your cave, right? And they go back, another 12 months, and they come out. And then the Gemara says that uh, Rabbi Lezer was still on fire, Rabbi Shimon was a little bit calm, and Rabbi Shimon said to his son, you know, okay, listen, the world is, you're right, everyone's missing the point, but at least me and you, at least we could, uh, at least we know the truth. Until finally the Gemara says, they, it, was, it was Friday afternoon, and says the Gemara, it was the time of Tesefah Shabbos, by Ben Hashemashas, that time period. And they saw Ahu Saba, they saw this old man running, right, with two bundles of Adasim. And they asked him, what are you running for? As he said, it's to Shabbos, you have to get to Shabbos. And the two bundles were connected Zacher and Shamar. And so Rishimin said to son, Ru Yisrael. See how beloved Mitzvah are to Klai Yisrael. It's Yashu They felt better, they calmed down. Okay. There's a lot of questions with that. What exactly, how did that answer the problem? The whole, they're still seeing people wasting their lives in Inyani Gashmias and, and seeing an old man running, Bein Hashemashas Davka, Tesefah Shabbos, with two Adasim, Nisiyash Vodaitim. I says, a turf from Rav Kook, in his Sefer Einaya, over there, in his uh, Pirish Anagat, over there in that Gemara, on Daflam and Gimel. So he says, in the Gezach. So I'll share with you just a, a few lines of it. It happens to be, it, he wrote this before he got to Eretz Yisrael, so it's not poetry, you know. So it's actually, uh, it's actually readable. So he says like this. That was the amazing thing. Like once he stepped foot on the land, then he, like, his style of writing changed. It's not even like new ideas, like a uh, different person. He says like this. Kedusha Shabbos yeshnaim b'koicha. Here's the Nakuda, And this is a very, very important point to understand. Tesefah Shabbos b'chalal. Kedusha Shabbos yeshnaim b'koicha. There's two aspects to Kedusha Shabbos. There's two aspects to Kedusha Shabbos. Ha'echad. One aspect of Shabbos is Mashi Mekadeshes Umayla Es Yisrael B'Kedushas There's one aspect of Shabbos which I guess we could classify, we can call Shabbos Be'etzim. Shabbos by itself. What is Shabbos? The Kedusha, the universe of Shabbos itself. Like everything we've been talking about, Shabbos itself. Says of Cook, one aspect of Shabbos is Shabbos by itself, the Kedusha, the Etzim Kedusha Shabbos, which Umayla Es Yisrael B'Kedushas which raises Klai Yisrael up to a, a, a high degree 
through Shabbos. Umer memes oisam and raises them up. Be'etzem kedushas hayoyim. Lamal mikolin yonechal. So Shabbos is, there's an aspect of Shabbos which is b'chlal raised and above and completely separate than the six days of the week. It, it's holy by itself. Kviv And a year that's connected to Shabbos, that's a year that's elevated and above all in yonei oilam hazeh. It connects a year to uh, the transcendent covet of the Rabbanish Shalom. That's one aspect of Shabbos. But Chutzmizah. But says Rav Kook, but besides Shabbos Be'etzem, there's another aspect of Shabbos, which there's an aspect of Shabbos which relates to the six days of the week. The influence of Shabbos vis-a-vis the six days of the week. Right, Rav Kook. Chutzmizah. He mamsheches gamkein es koyach kol Says Rav Kook, besides Shabbos Be'etzem, there's also the aspect of Shabbos which influences and, and, and invigorates and enlivens and uplifts talk of the six days of the week. Im kol chilu with all of its secular qualities and, and its lowness. By remembering and by connecting to Shabbos during the six days of the week, they are raised up. In other words, it's always like this. With, with, let's say you have a, a, a Rebbe in Yeshiva, right? There's two, there's, there's two bechinas to that person. On the one hand, there's the Tamar Chacham, who he is in himself, and the level of learning that he can do within himself. And then there's the, the then, and that, that's in his own little universe. And then there's the side of the, of the Rebbe, the side of the Magid Shir or whatever, in terms of how he's mashpi and how he influences and the type of Torah that he gives to his Talmidim. And so these are two separate aspects. And so it says for Kuk, Shabbos has these two qualities. There's the Bechin of Shabbos, which is what Shabbos is Be'etzem. And then there's an aspect of what Shabbos is in terms of its ability to influence and uplift the six days of the week. Let's go back. We had a question. What, is Shabbos the seventh day? Or is Shabbos the middle? And there's days preceding and days following Shabbos. The answer is, it, it corresponds to these two qualities of Shabbos. In terms of what Shabbos is be'etzim, in terms of Shabbos be'etzim, Kedusha Shabbos be'etzim, in its heightened, elevated, exalted, uh, transcendent state, Shabbos comes after, Shabbos is day number seven, right? You have the six days of the week, it's chol mamish, and then you exit out of this world of chol, and you get into that place of kaidish, that's what Shabbos is. That's why the seventh is always connected. Malchus, Malchus means that which is transcended. Malchus is, is the place of the Rabbanu Shalom. So it's something different. But, says, but, but, but there's another aspect of looking at Shabbos. But in ter- Shabbos can be seen as a source of light and a source of life and a source of transcendence for the six days of the week. That aspect of Shabbos and how it influences the, the, the sort of the legs of Shabbos, how it influences the six days of the week, then you perceive Shabbos as the center point from which light emanates both forward in time and backwards in time. And this is why the halacha, when, when, you, when, you, when you talk about Shabbos being the center point and three days preceding it and three days following it, it's all revolving around halachas about how human beings interact with Shabbos. It's not talking about Shabbos by itself. It's talking about when a person makes a neder and they make a neder that I'm going to do this or not do this after Shabbos. How long is that? I'm going to do this or not do this before Shabbos. How long is that? It's Beloshan B'nai Adam in terms of, of how we, of how we, we uh, uh, receive the light of Shabbos in our, in our turf, in, in, the, in, in this world, then Shabbos is seen as the center point from which emanation comes on both sides. I'll give an example. The Arizal said that uh, one, of the, one of the key schoolers that the Rizal revealed in terms of how to taste and to hold on 
to Kedusha Shabbos, even during the six days of the week, is to model your week after this, after this uh, sort, of, uh, sort of structure of Shabbos being the middle, and three days before, three days after. And he explains like this. He says that, I'm not going to get into the Pratim right now because it might be a little bit complicated, but he says that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, if you want to, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you have the potential, even though it's during the six days of the week, you have the potential to hold on to a little bit of the Nisham of the previous Shabbos. And when it comes to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you have the potential to even hold on to the Nishama of the coming Shabbos. And the reason I went through Pratim about how to do that, like certain Avaidis is on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we'll talk about that, Bez Hashem, we'll, we'll, we'll spend some time on that, how different Avaidis and different aspects of Yiddishkeit to focus on during those particular days to give you an ability to access Kedusha Shabbos during the six days of the week. And so these are the two sides of Shabbos. There's the side of Shabbos, which is what? Which is Shabbos Be'etzem. That's day seven. And then there's Shabbos in terms of its influence and its ability to raise up the six days of the week. And that's cool. That, and then you perceive Shabbos as, as the center point with Sunday, Monday, Tuesday coming after and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday coming before. Rav Kook goes on to say, <clears throat> when, he says uh, like this, even without a, you know, being able to point your finger and say, oh, that's you know, Shabbos right now, because during the six days of the week, it's not Shabbos. The Enakar Mukhash is without any clear, uh, you know, physical demarcation to say, this is Shabbos. Hanefesh Yisraelis Merememes Atzma, but the Neshama of a Yid is able to pick itself up, to, to raise itself up. Even during the six days of the week, because of the memory of Shabbos, because of Shabbos was influenced during the six days. And it's this aspect of Shabbos which creates a, a phenomenon that a person can be involved in things that superficially seem to be very low and insignificant, but because there's such a thing that's called Shabbos's influence in the six days of the week, even those things that seem insignificant and low can, can contain within them an ashama, contain within them something that can be transcendent. And so Rav Kook goes on to explain, this is what was bothering Rav Shimon, you know. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon in the Zarkadish, Rav Shimon is called Shabbos. His Talmidim called him Shabbos. What aspect of Shabbos was Rav Shimon and Rabbi Lazar experiencing in the cave? Well, they were experiencing what? Shabbos Be'etzem. They were experiencing Shabbos as it is after the six days of the week. Then you leave the six days of the week and now you go to that place that's called Shabbos. And that's unbelievable. But what happens? Rav Shimon leaves the cave and he sees that it's not Shabbos. <laughs> the world is not. It's not Shabbos dick. Everyone is benich and chay oilam. They're forgetting about eternal life and they're focused on temporal life and they're losing the focus. There's nothing. And all Rabbi Shimon saw were people involved in inyonim shvelim, in low things, without any meaning to it. No connection to Shabbos. No connection to Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon therefore had to learn, and that was the, the great chiddush that he learned in, the, in those final 12 months and then he came out, was that there's such a thing, that there's another bechin of Shabbos, there's an aspect of Shabbos which is Shabbos be'etzem, and that's amazing, but there's an aspect of Shabbos in terms of how it influences six days of the week. And then when you, then you have to reorient yourself to what you're seeing in the six days of the week as something that contains within it a hisroi humus. And this, this is the side of Tesef Shabbos. What is Tesef Shabbos? Tesef Shabbos is not, see, I mentioned what even in Halacha, right? Shabbos, there, even in Halacha, there's, there's Shabbos Be'etzem, and Chil Shabbos Be'etzem, Chas that's Chiv And then there's such a thing as Tesef Shabbos, 
which means that you now have to rest, you, have to, you can't do malacha, but it's not chiyuv skila. So like, like, what is it? It's almost Shabbos, it's quasi Shabbos, like what is it? The answer is to understand Tosef Shabbos is the embodiment of this quality of Shabbos in terms of how it influences and gives life to the six days of the week. So it, it is the six days of the week. Tosef Shabbos is still Friday, but it has within it, it contains within it the light of Shabbos. The light of Shabbos, there's Shabbos Be'etzem, that's actual Shabbos itself. And then there's Shabbos's influence in the six days of the week. The rays of Shabbos, how it gives life and meaning and depth to the six days of the week. And that's the embodiment of Tosef Shabbos. That's what Shabbos, that's what Tosef Shabbos is. And this is why when Rav Shimon saw that old Yid running during the times of Tosef Shabbos, holding on to do bunches of Hadassim, right? Zohar and Shomer. And he said, and, the, and Rav Shimon said, Oh, what's the Indian over there? Zohar Shomer is connected to these two aspects of Shabbos. Shomer means, Shomer means Shabbos by itself. What is Shabbos? That's the day, that's Shabbos Be'etzem, that's Shomer. Zohar means, when I'm in the six days of the week, I remember that there's such a thing as Shabbos, and the Shabbos influences my six days of the week. And this is why the Zaki, this old person, it's such an interesting thing. The Gemara describes him as running. You know, Rav Cook points this out. He says that old people usually don't run, right? That's the way it goes. Young people run. Old people, with time, they get slower. The Chiddush is that you have an old person running. He says, why? He says, because nature, see, Teva by itself is slow. Teva by itself gets old. Teva by itself gets old. But Ruchni, that which is Ruchni, is eternal. It's forever. It's transcendent. It's above time and space. So the Indian of an old person having the energy of youth means the influence of Shabbos during the six days of the week. The six days of the week, in other words, represents, the old man represents the six days of the week. It's time, it's sluggish, it moves on. It just, you know, everything, you know, uh, you know slows to a mamish, uh, a crawl by the end. But then comes, but then when you, that, that's, that's how it is in Teva, that as time moves on, things slow down, things get old and things uh, decay. But all of a sudden you have this chiddush that as time is moving on and this person is getting older and older, but all of a sudden he's, he's actually full of uh, energy and full of vibrance. Where is that coming from? Because there's such a thing as Shabbos. And Shabbos is, 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 is sending hisroimimus. It's sending, sending an ashama into that dead body, so to speak, into that, old, into that old body. That's what's going on. And this is why he's dafka running, specifically in the time of Tosefah Shabbos, which is the essence of this Indian of what Shabbos is in terms of its ability to influence the six days of the week. That's what Tosefah Shabbos is. And that's why he's holding Hadassim, which is about the sense of smell. We'll speak about this in the coming weeks, that by the Mukabalim there's a big Indian of not just having Basamim Matzah Shabbos, but having Basamim Friday night also when you come home to smell specifically Hadassim. Why? It's something that the Nisham is Nana from. The Gemara says something, something very interesting about smell is that obviously you make a bracha and bury me psalmim, and it's something that you, you know, physically you experience a sense of smell. But the Gemara says, but the, really, the real hana of smell is a davar ruchni. It's davar shanashamanenabai. So I understand. My body is, I'm using my nose, right? I'm, I'm taking a physical hadasim, and yet the experience of reach, toiv, is attributed to an experience of the neshama. That's the site of Tosef Shabbos. The site of Tosef Shabbos is that you're doing something which you look at as a very physical, low, simple act of just smelling Hadassim. But we define that, the definition of what's really happening is that this, that's a soulful experience. It's Davr Shana Shaman Now, Mashenki, when it comes to eating or other things, 
that's Davargashmi. Uh, and the neshama is also involved. But it's not be'ikr attributed to a neshama experience. Reach is attributed be'etzim to a neshama experience, although the, the guf is doing it. And so reach, therefore, is the embodiment of this quality of, do, of having something which is physical, but, but it being perceived as something transcendent. And so Shimon, therefore, after experiencing Shabbos be'etzim for 12 years, right, now Rabbi Shimon, and he, and he comes out and he sees people are not, like, there's no Shabbos. Where Rabbi Shimon is now being introduced is to the second quality of Shabbos, that there's a Shabbos as it exists in the middle of the week. There's a Shabbos that exists in, in its ability to give meaning and depth to the six days of the week. And that's something that is embodied by this old man running during Bein HaShemoshes, holding two bunches of Adasim. And Rabbi Shimon says, mitzvah. Look at the Chavivas of mitzvahs. See how, even though Yidin are doing things that are Oiskim and Chayisha, but look, it must be that Chayisha itself contains a depth to it. And that's what the site, that's what this aspect of Teseva Shabbos is. In other words, what Teseva Shabbos does, and here's the Nakuda, what Teseva Shabbos does is that it redefines everything a person did during the six days of the week. That's the Nakuda. That Shabbos, without Teseva Shabbos, there's two people. There's a six days of the week person, Oisik Vichayisha, at best. At worst, even lower than Chayisha, right? And then there's Shabbos. Then there's Shabbos. And Shabbos is uh, altogether Shimon in the cave and, and finished. And there's, no, and there's no bridge between the two. The site of Tesef Shabbos is a reorientation of what Divrei Chol was. What was I doing during the six days of the week? What, was it, what did it mean when I was going to work? What did it mean when I was having uh, that conversation with the guy? What did it mean when I was uh, stuck in traffic? What did it mean when I was eating? What did it mean when I was doing something wrong? What did it mean when I was doing something low? Tesef Shabbos redefines all of that and reveals that the light of Shabbos was influencing everything that I did. Rav Tzaddik writes the following line. It's also in Parshas Bekudai. Listen to this. He says, Sha'af toivavai. What's the site of Tesef Shabbos? It says Rav Tzaddik. The site of Tesef Shabbos is, Sha'af toivavayu. That even the chaos and the emptiness that the Rabbani Shalom, in the beginning of creation, right? That the world was toivavayu. Sh'nidrash amasem shal rishoyim. Where the Gemara says, what, what was that toivavayu that the Rabbani Shalom first, first saw? That was all the, the evil of the world. Not just, and as Rav Shimon comes out of the cave, what does he see? Chayisha. And that's pretty good already. That's pretty good. What do we see when we go to the world? Not just chayisha. Maseim shor rishoyim. It's not just uh, wasting time. It's much, much worse than wasting time. Maseim shor rishoyim. Says Rat Sadiq, what, what does Tosef Shabbos do? Tosef Shabbos reorients our view to instead of seeing evil in the world and even, with, even within ourselves, instead of seeing it as just evil and something terrible and... Something regret, regretful. It reorients our view to see everything that's negative, everything that's dark in the six days of the week as just the perfect backdrop to reveal an unbelievable light. This is the site of what, 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 uh, of, of what Tesef Shabbos does, is that it, 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 it tells you is that every little bit of chayshech and every little bit of ra even that's found within a year during the six days of the week, of course you're not allowed to do anything bad. It goes without saying. It goes without saying. But what Tesev what Shabbos does is that it, it reveals a panemius to it and it reveals that there's no such thing as a yid that's not connected to chay oilam. There's no such thing as a year that's not connected to, inter- to eternal life, and there's no such thing as an action or a moment or even a thought that a year can do that's not ultimately for the purpose of increasing the, wor- the, the Rabbanu Shalom's light in the world. I 
this guy looks like he's doing something that's the opposite of holy. Uh, that's just setting the stage for something amazing. It's just setting the stage for something amazing. It's exactly what Tzadik, right? That's what it is, right? Tzadik is the top of Israel, sir. That's what he's saying. That he, he says as follows. The Gemara says, for example, when the, it says in Pasuk, V'yarlakim is kol shirasa, Rabban Shem saw everything he did, V'yitoiv ma'id. What's the ma'id? Very good. So Chazal say, ma'id means Yetzahara, Misa, sleep. All the things that we see as, at best, a waste of time. At best, Chayisha. At worst, even worse than that. Says the Pasuk, it was Toiv ma'id. When was that Pasuk said? Toisef Shabbos. It was said at the time of Tesef Shabbos. Why? Good. And then, So, right the second before the onset of Shabbos, the Rabbanu looks at everything, See, here's the Nakuda. On Shabbos itself, the Rabbanu wouldn't see any Ra. From Shabbos' perspective, there is no Chayshech. There is no Chayshech. There is no Klipa. There is no Tumah. There is no Ra. There is no Misa. There is no Shena. But during the six days of the week, all there is is Ra and Shena and Toma and Yetzirah. The sight of Tesef Shabbos is that I recognize, I see, I know what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at is Chayshech, what I'm looking at is Ra, what I'm looking at is Yetzirah. But I perceive that it's Taiv Ma'id. I see that in the world, I see that within myself. This is the sight of that Gemara in Shabbos. Let's go back. What does the Gemara say in Shabbos? That a person, Hamaspal Be'er of Shabbos, a person who's Moisif Michal Al-Kaidish, a person who's Zaycha to what? To, 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 to be in that state of being in this world, being in this world of Hesterpon and being in this world of Chayisha, but perceiving and believing that within Chayisha, underneath Chayisha, there's Chay Olam. And every single bit of Ra and Chayisha within myself is just leading to an unbelievable revelation of Taif Maid. Says the Gemara, Hamispal Be'er Shabbos. So if you do such a thing, then shnei malachi asharis malavin, I say. Then you have two malachim that are escorting you. What are the two malachim? Your yetzer taiv and your yetzahara. Because, listen, there's, there's good in my life and there's also chayshech in my life. But now that I'm zaycha to that side of tesef Shabbos, then these two malachi asharis come and they put their hand in my head and they say the pasuk, v'sar avoneich v'achatesech t'chupar. What's that pasuk? Where's that pasuk? So it's the Pasuk in Yeshaya. The context of the Pasuk is as follows. The, Pasuk, the, Tur- the, the Navi tells us that uh, Yeshaya Navi, was, was the, the, uh, he heard this message that the Rabbani Shalom said, I need, I need someone to, uh, you know, to, uh, maybe it was Yirmiya, I need someone to go on shlichas for me, to uh, give Moshe to Mechazik the generation. And it was Yeshaya. And Yeshaya says, Yeshaya is macabre, fine, I'll be the one to do it. And so, and, and so the whole experience of what happens, he sees, uh, he sees unbelievable gluyim, malachim, and, and biginyanim. And then Yishai says, Oy vavoy, woe is to me that I, that, that I saw such things. I, I'm not worthy of seeing such things. am tome. And not only am I not worthy, I live amongst uh, tamidika people. And, uh, and I saw such gluyim, who, who knows what's going to be with me. So says the Pasuk, the Pasuk says that the Rabbani Shalom heard him say such a thing, and the Rabbani Shalom was very upset. You want to say that you're a low person, that's one thing. But you know, you're saying that you're living amongst other Yidin that are Tomei, you can't say such a thing. So the Pasuk says that a, that a Malach came with a coal from the Mizbeach to put it on the lips of Yeshaya to give him a kapara for saying such a negative thing about Kal Yisrael. And when the Malach put that coal on his lips, burning his lips and giving him his tikkun, the Malach said this Pasuk, V'sar and this is the Pasuk that the Shtu Malachim put, say upon a Yid, that's Mekayim Tesefah Shabbos. Why? 
Because what's because every during the six days of the week we fall into the same mistake as Yishai, which is what that we look at ourselves, we look at the world around us, and we say, I'm tamay on Yishev. I'm looking, I'm living amongst a chayishadik world." That's a that's an avera. You can't say such a thing. So comes to Sefer Shabbos, and we have to be misakin that chayt. To Sefer Shabbos means to be misakin that eating and saying to say within ourselves, "There's no such thing as chayishah." Even when I say, even when I see Ra and I see Cheshach within myself, it's Taiv Maid. It's just creating an unbelievable backdrop for the Chiddush of the, of, the, of the light that's going to emerge out of all this. And therefore, a person that's Makayim to Sefer Shabbos, both the Yetzir Taiv and the Yetzir come, put their hands on his head and say, because that's, that's what Sefer Shabbos is. It's reorienting ourselves from instead of looking at our lives and the world around us as, Rather, we, Tesefah Shabbos means not to ignore that. Shabbos just ignores the Tumah. Tesefah Shabbos doesn't ignore the Tumah, but, but it gives us the ability to, to, to think deeper and to believe that within the Tumah, the Tumah is not the real, real truth. The real truth is that there's Chai Oilam within Chai Isha. And Ratzadah goes on to say, this is the site of why the Tumah Lachim put their hand on his head. Like, why? like what, what is that? So Ratzadah writes like this, they place their hands on his head. Because what the Malachim are recognizing is that this person, being Makayim Tesefa Shabbos, was willing and able to accept something that he does not fully understand. This is all very, because none of this makes sense, right? It doesn't make any sense, right? It may, I understand Shabbos. Okay, Shabbos is just, just completely ignores all the Chayshech. And I understand seeing Chayshech. But to see Chayshech and to believe that within it is light, that doesn't make any sense. That's called amuna. That's called being faithful. That's called accepting that there's a truth in reality that's maybe above my head. But I, I still accept it. So as, therefore, when the Malachim put their hand on his head, what they're saying is that this is a Yid that was willing, that's willing to, to look at reality from that perspective of, I don't really get it, but I believe that there's something deeper that's going on within myself and within the world around me. That's the sight of what's going on over here. Let's go back. And this is why, like Ratzadik said, this is why Tesefah Shabbos has to be a man-made experience. It has to be man-made. Because the by the Rabbani Shalom, by the Rabbani Shalom, there is no Chayshech, there is no Ra. But what Tesefah Shabbos, Tesefah Shabbos, what Tesefah Shabbos means is that it, it necessitates the Metzius of Hester Panim. It necessitates the Metzius of seeing a world which is Betoich Am Tameh. But the Avayit of Tesef Shabbos is to, is to see through that and to believe that within Chai Yishah, there's also Chai Oilam. By the Rabbani Shalom, all there is is Chai Oilam. So Tesef Shabbos demands, Tesef Shabbos by its very definition is a, is a is, this is our contribution to Avayit Hashem, is to be able to, to live in a world of Hester Panim and to believe that it, that's only superficial, that the truth is it's, it's Malay R. I mean, this is what the, even the parshas that we're in right now, parshas boy, it, it's an amazing thing if you think about it. By Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there's a huge theme of, 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 of Geula happening at night, but yet it being looked at as Mamish day. I'll give you an example. Uh, first of all, I mean, the Geula happened at night, right? Makas Bechayrus and so on. Pesach night is by the Seder. Yet, Laila Kiyom Yoyer, right? Also, there's a huge Indian of the night, of it happening at night, but the night itself is perceived as day. For example, what's the first word of Meseches Pesachim? Or, right? Or Larbasa, right? And as the Mishnah says, Or Larbasa, Bait Meseches Pesachim is Larbasa, right? That the night of the 14th, 
Erev Pesach, you search chametz with, uh, with the candle. But it doesn't say Leil Arba'as. What does it say? Or Arba'as. It's a whole sugi, like two blot, right? If you remember, it's like two blot, figuring out what does that, or, what does it mean? So Nagi, like Mara says, Ravuna, the place of Ravuna. So the word R is a, is a kino. It really means, it means nighttime, but it says Lashon R. Why? So the Gemara says, because the, the Gemara says, why is it doing that? To teach us a lesson of speaking Belash Nakiyah, that a person should always speak in a more clean, in a more refined way. And the Gemara says that well, the Torah even goes talking about animals that are treif, instead of saying the word Tameh, it says Einenu Tahira. So it adds few words in order to stress a more positive thing. Let me ask you, Shiloh. First of all, of all places in Shas, why is this the lesson in the beginning of Masechus Pesachim? That's Aleph. And Bez, Lashon Ikea. I'm saying the truth. What? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. If you want to tell me that I'm not saying the full truth, okay. I'm saying it's, not, it's nighttime. The animal is Tame. What do you want, what do you want from me? <laughs> why, is it, why is it not Lashon Ikea? Like, what does that mean? The answer is, the site of Pesach is what? The site of Pesach is Chayisha. It's Laila. But look past it. Look deeper and believe that there's light within darkness. This, the, the Lashen, that's the lesson of Meseches Pesachim, is that we're not pretending it's day. What we're saying is that even though what you're seeing is, is dark, the sight of Gulas Mitzrayim, what made us a Yid, that's what, Yid, that's what Yiddishkeit's about, that's what Yitzhak Mitzrayim is, is that what you're seeing is Chayshech, but you have to have better eyes than that. You have to see a light within the Chayshech. You have to see Toiv Ma'id. And if you don't see the Toiv Ma'id in it, that means you're missing the truth. It's not the shot that you're pretending. You, that, the real truth is that it's Orlar Basar. The real truth is, is that the animal's not Tameh. It's Nenene Tahira. But Tameh, in Chitzainius it's Tameh, in Chayesha it's Tameh. But the sight of Shabbos, how it influences the six days of the week, in the Pneumius of even a Chazer, there's the Nitzitz of Kedusha. We, we still can't eat it. But to say that it's Tameh, you can't say. That's the sight of Pesach. That's what, that's what Pesach did. It, it gave a Yid the ability... To see, to see what things are from their primias. It's the sight of... We, Shabbos itself, we were zeichet to on Har Sinai, but the influence of Shabbos during the six days of the week. Pesach is called Mimachas for Shabbos, right? Pesach is called Shabbos. So Pesach has the quality of what Shabbos is. Not Shabbos Be'etzim, but in terms of Shabbos' influence during the six days of the week. So this is the sight of what's going on. So, Halacha Lamaisa. Okay, Be'etzim, next week we'll, we'll, we'll actually start Kabbal Shabbos. But, but just to understand what Tesef Shabbos is. The time of Tesef Shabbos is about focusing on this Nakuda, is that everything that until now I thought was a B'dyevet, everything I thought until now with my life and my life circumstances, other people, who, the whole world, everything I saw as Chayesha, as at best just a B'dyevet, the Zman of Tesef HaShabbos is to be Mechazek Aramuna, that it's Toiv Maid. That's Toiv Maid. And everything that's wrong in my life, it'll be Nisbar, ultimately it'll, we'll, we'll see how everything that was, um, that was imperfect was actually there to bring out how perfect everything really is going to be. And that, that, that's the side of what Tosef Shabbos is. The greatest lights are the lights that emerge out of darkness. That's the side of Tosef Shabbos. Not just light and not just chayshach. But to believe that there's a nahayra denafig migay chashucha, that a light that emerges out of darkness, that's the side of the Safish Shabbos. No, Shabbizaycha to be maisif michal akaydash, the more we're mechazik That's By the way, uh, just mamish one last thing, that's why it's brought down in the Svarim. It's a well known thing that if there's tsaris or, or pranius or whatever, a big skula is to add on to Safish to Mechal Shabbos early, right? even earlier, right? There's such an Indian. The Chavetz Chaim talked about this already in his day. 
before the before you know World War One, when there was obviously Tsarist, he 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 pushed the sinning of the Mikdash Shabbos early. What 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 is that? Like what's the school of that? Well, the answer is according to what we're learning, the kayach of of bringing in Shabbos early is this Indian. As a person's going through a difficult time in their lives, that's called chayshech. That's called chayisha. And what the person wants is to be able to discover the chay oilam within their life, to discover the light that's, con- that's sort of being covered over of that darkness. How do you do that? The more a person is mekayim, is, is, is the Shabbos, the more Bez Hashem will be zaycha to discover this truth of Arlar Basar, the light that's contained within the chayshech, and Adarabba, the greatest of lights, the talk of the ones that are contained in that chayshech. No. Should be zaycha to uh, to experience that. Befrat b'chal, b'biyaskal tzedek, meherv yimenu, amen.